evening, good morning, good afternoon. This is uh, once again Girls Must Talk with Mrs. Gertz, and today we have a fascinating uh, guest, Bracha. And Bracha has uh, really beautiful, beautiful um, stories and knowledge about this month which is the month of Tammuz, and we call it the month of uh, Geula, which is uh, redemption, the preparation of redemption. She's going to explain to us um, the continuation of the following week and the month uh, before uh, finishing our year at the end of the year. So with with all that, we're going to leave um, Bracha. We are here with you. Have a good evening. Let me just uh, also remind everybody she is um, in Jerusalem. Uh, she made Aliyah. Uh, it's going to be almost three years from sunny San Diego, California, where I'm knew her from also from San Diego, California, and she is in Jerusalem, and I am here in Renana, all in Israel, in the Holy Land. Okay, with this, let's get started. Um, good evening. How are you, Bracha? Well, we always say Baruch Hashem. It's a famous thing, but thank God. Hashem, you know, means the name because we're careful how we say God's name. And when to say it. So, That's so and because if I'm here and I'm talking, I guess I'm professor. There's been amazing uh, events going on in the Holy Land. I've been through a war, a plague, some of my own personal physical challenges, and yet all I see is miracles miracles and we're in the month of we're in the month of miracles even though you could say that about a lot of months a, mo- a lot of the months right yes uh, yes also yes but but this but, one but this one is it's a little bit mysterious because when i tell it to my fellow uh, residents i live in these wonderful buildings surrounded by the arabs mm-hmm. so we hear them praying uh, five times a day mm-hmm. and um, and uh, making all kinds of noises. <laughs> and, well, it's uh, nice. It's a, it's a harmonious. We would say harmonious. And, uh, Calendar. Big and small nations that follow the moon, 
they that means that the holidays and all kinds of things come out at all outlandish days, but by the Jewish people, our holiday of freedom, Passover, always comes in the spring, and our holiday to celebrate the happiness of the harvest. And uh, so the on the 15th, most of them are the, the days of war. Right. So, so that, that, uh, that comes in the fall, and that stays this and not on the exact same date it moves a few days here and there but it's coordinated and it's also what's interesting about the jewish calendar Mm -hmm. is that before we left egypt god said uh we've got to give these my people uh some kind of uh, merit right that they should merit leaving they should be uh, ready uh, being raised up in status and being reminded of their roots Right. We had about 400 years, and after those 400 years in Egypt, we went out knowing still from which tribe our our particular family and and, uh, and tradition came from. Right. And it's all in the merit of the Jewish women who were very careful about modesty and family uh, loyalty and, and purity and to make sure that we still dressed like Jews and talked like Jews. That is so interesting because uh, today this more and more, you know, it it is not uh, being something that people take, uh, you know, interest in understanding what it is. And and like you say, it's it's the basis of keeping the, the Jewish nation so you were going to tell us a little bit about uh, the month of Yeah, there, there you go, exactly. Okay. I mean, but when Israel became officially a state, we always had Israel from more than 4,000 years mm-hmm. from the creation of the world, even according to our great sage Rashi. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and it was created, the world created, had in mind that there's a special place where the Jewish people are going, it's going to belong to us. Right. And Abraham, Abraham was told to explore it and, and settle the, to prepare that someday all his ancestors, his ancestors, his posterity will all be settling in this holy place. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a place in the world that's actually different. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an absolutely amazing, beautiful world. Mm-hmm. I'm getting pictures back from a grandson sending me back pictures from Montana where he's hiking 3,000 miles and Beautiful. showing me lakes and mountains mm-hmm. and this. And last year he hiked the whole entire coast of California from Mexico to Canada. Wow. And I'm sitting here, just a little personal anecdote, a little worried. Be careful of the bears, you know. Oh, that's very, so or the snakes. <laughs> yes. Well, like coming back to, coming back to, uh, you were saying, yes. and one thing that I wanted, to, you were saying about the month that I wanted, just to, to one second, I wanted to say. Here we are in yes. Israel. Yes. And here's part of what's special about Tammuz. Right. Tammuz in English, T-A-M-U-Z, like zebra. Mm-hmm. But when we officially, because the United Nations have the temerity or the chutzpah or some kind of political reason why they decided to say we could have a sliver of the land that God told us was ours, Mm -hmm. and we were so happy that officially now it's our country, Mm -hmm. and as someone who's listening could know the exact history, the question is, what language will we speak? This goes with what we were speaking about, keeping our culture, our language, our tradition. And our language that we speak is the language with which Hashem created the world. Correct. These 22 letters of the olive base, and we, and we like revived a language that had been used for several thousand years as a just learning or what we read our prayers, mm-hmm. or what we read in our um, Holy Torah. That or, was where mm-hmm. language of Hebrew, Ivrit, the holy language was. And now everybody's speaking the language, which changes it a little bit. Right. And it's, it, it's funny because some of the words are not used the way they are in the Torah. So right. it's very famous. 
That's right, they, 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 they have become made it modern, modern Hebrew. That, well, that, you have yeah. to, right, you have to use it. So was there no word for refrigerator and things? So they invent, they took the word cold, which mm-hmm. is car, mm-hmm. and they said mekareah. Mekareah means something that makes something cold. cold but yes. everybody just says refrigerator now anyway. Yes. So Anyhow. like in many languages, these newer uh, things that happened in the modern world have become part of every language. Mm-hmm. In Russian, I am... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all these languages will include these words as just an international word. Yeah. So but from, yeah. Here we are in yeah. holy month. Mm-hmm. Every month is totally for different reasons. But most people, most Jews, I don't know what Jews are aware that much of this particular month. Um, they think of the seventeenth of the month mm-hmm. where we fast. Mm-hmm. Fast means we don't eat. Right. <laughs> now, when Jews fast, it's not these health fasts where you drink your water and your tea and your coffee and your vitamins. Right. Unless, of course, the doctor prescribes it right. for medical reasons you're allowed to. But this is where you don't drink, you don't eat, and you don't. Exactly. Now, this is not uh, the uh, most serious fast like Yom Kippur, or Day of Repentance, or like Tish above the day that we mourn the destruction of the Holy Temple, that's a really 26, 27 hour fast, no water, no nothing. Right. But um, but this fast, you if you want to get up before dawn and have a little drink and something to eat, it makes it easier because it's not a 27 hour fast, it's from dawn until dark. Right. However, if the fast is commemorating what you think might be one of the saddest things that ever happened in the world. Mm-hmm. Moshe came down from Arsinai mm-hmm. with the tablets of the Ten Commandments that were carved by God himself. Mm-hmm. And they were so miraculous that there are some letters in which you have, like a, like an O in English, you have a Samach in mm-hmm. Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And so to have a Samach, you have to have a center, but it's like a circle. Something has to be there in that circle to create cool. Islamic. Very nice. It's not a dome without a hole. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they, and oh, they were miraculous in that you could turn them in any direction. They were actually two cubes. Mm-hmm. The cube is the thing. And they were made out of sapphire, a most amazing blue that, uh, where sapphires vary a bit, but it's an amazing blue. Mm-hmm. A stone. So they, can you imagine a sapphires of that size Beautiful. and containing all the Ten Commandments? Beautiful. And no matter which way you turn those cubes, you could still see the Ten Commandments. Beautiful. Now you have two cubes, five and five. First five commandments mainly dealing with our relationship between God and man, mm-hmm. and the second five between man and man. So having uh, having a, a responsibility so between you and, and your fellow man, which is very important, and with the son, very interesting. Yes. Okay. So so when Moshe went up, this is the second. He went up twice. Okay. The second time he brought down the commandments. The first he actually went up three times, and we'll we're going to find out now why. Mm-hmm. Because the first time he went up. 40 days and 40 nights to be taught the whole Torah and commune with Hashem directly in a sphere mm-hmm. that nobody could believe. Someone could not eat or drink for 40 days and 40 nights, but he went to a different sphere of existence in a certain way. Right. And he was in a total spiritual existence in a mm-hmm. lot of, I could say, mm-hmm. and was learning and preparing to receive the Ten Commandments, then come down and tell the Jews, prepare, because I'm going up for 40 days, and I'll be da- back at this certain day. Mm-hmm. So, they, so they were reassured he's going up now to actually get the material stone testimonies. Correct. The contract between the Jews and God forever and for whatever any other human being, not necessarily born a Jew, but the, the, wants to be part of. It wants to be part of the, the truth of, of the Torah. Everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, but the, the, the Ten Commandments are like the core curriculum. Correct. From these ten, 
you can derive all the 613, what they are in that category. 613 so commandments. But yeah, no, no. Right now we're talking about Tammuz, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. right. And so when, when Moses came down the second time, mm -hmm. he had the actual stone commandments. And some say, why didn't he just write them down? Why were they were in stone? Stone has, oh, there's, there's meanings of carved in stone, even in Kabbalistic uh, mm -hmm. translation. But mm -hmm. the main point you see is, is to say it's forever. It's carved like within our heart and soul. Correct. It's not just on a piece of paper. Right. And even though the Torah we have today is written exactly the same way, with the same ink that Moses used when it was dictated to him on the scroll mm -hmm. by God, mm -hmm. same ink still written with a feather, every letter, every little nuance in the letters, special decorations and little crowns on the letters, everything exactly the same as God dictated to Moshe. Beautiful, Moshe's beautiful. So, yeah, very beautiful. So he comes, down, he comes down with these tablets of sapphire that God mm -hmm. himself says, here's the present, the contract between myself and my beloved people. Correct. Yes. And uh, halfway down, I don't know exactly how many meters or kilometers, God says to him, you hear that? Uh -huh. And then it goes down and see what's going on there. Right. And what was going on is a shame to the Jewish people mm. that they thought they miscalculated the day. Somebody did not deliver their Jewish calendar to them on time. On or time or they didn't and pay attention to the moon. Right. And there were a group of people that went out of Egypt with the Jews that had been sl also slaves and servants in Egypt. And when they heard the Jews were going out, they begged Moshe to take them with them. And they had more of an influence of the uh, idol worship. And, you mean the uh, Arab Rav? The Arab Rav. The, 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 yeah. culture nevertheless when they heard about freedom they wanted to be part of it mm -hmm. and Moshe took them mm -hmm. God kind of warned him you better be careful I don't advise you take them with you but Moshe was a man of such um, such um, uh, chesed such yeah, kindness, kindness such love and it, this is the reason he was chosen to be our leader is yes. his overflowing kindness and patience Correct. and he if they want freedom, he want people to have freedom. Correct. But they had influence from Egypt, which included magic and idol worship and things that were not necessarily full of belief in the one and only Hashem. Right. And they convinced the Jews were very afraid. Where, where's Moshe? What if something happened to him up there 40 days and 40 nights? We don't know if he's coming back, and we don't have a, a leader. We don't have a symbol, and they convince him to create a, an, an idol, right. a golden idol. Right. And they were they weren't uh, making it sounded like sounds of war, but it was sounds of singing and dancing, you know. But more like people who were singing and dancing because they drank a lot of vodka, not because. They were saying, oh, here comes Moshe with the Ten Commandments. And when Moshe saw that and God said, I, God says he's angry. Well, God doesn't get angry like we. We can't interpret Why? God's Why? Because they were, they, were worship, they were worshiping a, a, a cow, right? They were, uh, they were a, a worshiping. A cow that could actually move and make a little noise, big deal. I mean, right. you know. And they put all the, all the, all the uh, gold into it. And, uh, yeah, they had an image of a, of a cow. They became so to build this and collect the gold they wanted to take from the women their jewelry but the women refused, refused. to give their jewelry so we the have to so that is, that's one of the reasons today the women were honored 
for for us not participating in this idol worship, right. for us not being afraid to go to the Holy Land when the spies tried to scare us from going. There yeah. many things that the women did that we were out ahead uh, when the uh, Jews were afraid to go into the Holy Land. They said, oh, they're giants and this. The women said so. God exactly. says we should go. We're going. We're going, you know, they forgot that it was a holy land. But uh, coming back to what you were saying about so Moshe Rabbeinu. Rabbi because of what the women did, so we were rewarded with 13 holidays. Right, exactly. What's the 13 holidays? Beautiful. The first day of the Jewish month, including in the leap years when we actually have 13 months. Exactly. But, okay, so what happened? So... God says, I am going to destroy the whole people and start again only with you. Hmm. And Moshe said, nothing doing. He said, my people, you gave me charge of my beloved children. Right. He said, so if you're going to do that, God, then take me also out of your Torah. Right. And he threw down these most holy, precious Command, um, Commandments, uh, tablets. With the, with the ten core <laughs> commandments yeah. to give us a gateway into the whole Torah. And and broke them. And God said, you did good, Moshe. Well, because and what we let, a, let's let's whole, uh, let's understand whole, uh, it was a high level of understanding. The level of understanding that Moshe had with Hashem was not the same level of understanding of of, of the Am Israel of the whole, you know, uh, you know, Israelites. Yes, I mean we we had tremendous leaders, tremendous wise men. But they were not assigned to go up 40 days and 40 nights and get the whole Torah and teach it to the Jews. He was chosen especially because of his capacity for love and patience and understanding of what his job was to take the Jews out of slavery and give them a whole road to set an example of freedom and a decent way of life to the whole world. That's Still our job. today, nothing we, has changed. We the godly people, yeah, yeah. And we survived in spite of the fact that a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. Who are you to tell us who God is? Well, because God said that's who we are. Exactly. And we say anyone who wants to be included is included. Right. But if you don't want to be included, so at least try to be good. Exactly. <laughs> However... Let's continue. So you were no, saying about Thomas. One of the reasons how is so special. On the 17th of, 17th of Thomas, because mm -hmm. that's the day. And after that, you know, Moses went back up to Mount Sinai because God said, now, if you want another set of these beautiful, perfect stones, you're going to have to do it. This time, you are going to carve them. Right. And Moses said, what do you mean? I don't have any sapphires, I don't have stones, I don't have this. And the God said, well, look under your tent. And of course, there was like almost a sapphire mine. And he did make the second set, but not on the same miraculous level as God could do it. However, within the Aaron, within the Ark of the Covenant, is the broken tablets that God himself made, and the ones that Moses made, and the Torah, that God dictated to Moshe the whole story of the Jewish people, our history, and so on, till oh, yeah. we began and were ready to enter Israel yeah. from the founding right. and the staff of Aaron and a portion of the man that people call mama that fell from heaven. God said, I want in the future people will see that I fed you in the desert. So there's a portion of that. There's one more thing, but we're not going to do that. Right now, let's right. go. No, no, let's uh, focus what? on so the redemption. So yes. what happened in Thomas? A terrible tragedy. Yes. Moshe went back up and he did make a second set when he came down. One of the reasons that Yom Kippur is such a holy and special day and has to do with repentance and forgiveness because Moshe came down the third time with the commandments that he carved that was Yom Kippur. Mm -hmm. And so, actually, we have 
we have a, a hidden holiday on Yom Kippur that we got the Ten Commandments forever. Right, and right. No, no, no interruption. Mm-hmm. So it just sounds like a very sad day, and who wants to fast when it's starting to get so hot? And remember these things. I like to be happy. I don't like to be miserable. So comes the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Our blessed thousand years later, thousand years later, later, three thousand three hundred and thirty three years later. Well, no, a little less because the Rebbe was here for 40 years. It was born in 1902 and he became Rebbe in 1951. So let's count from 1951. But when he told us this exact answer, it was sometime between 1951 and 1980-something. He told us that the number 17 equals the word good in Hebrew, total. And even those of you who are listening and may not know any Hebrew, I'm sure you've heard you say Mazel Tov. You should have a good blessing. We we say Erev Tov, good evening. And many times you heard that word Yom Tov, which kind of means a holiday. So you've heard it. So there's something good hidden there. Because from this came such a great... From this falling and destruction and sad event and shameful event came the potential for complete forgiveness. And one of the reasons that that everybody knows that um, Moses came down the third time with a veil over his face he, he was so shining with light that it would, it would hurt the eyes of anybody looking right. at him. So he had a veil to hide the light. What was this light about? First of all, that's one of the reasons Jews are said to have horns. And I actually, when I went to college, I, I met up with some girls from the backwoods of uh, the Midwest in America. Mm-hmm. That I was told that Jews had horns. That was 1955. You just have to go to Rome and you'll see it. The, you know, the, the, the Michelangelo. Well, that, that the, was a crazy thing to put horns on Moses. Because right. the word for horns and beams of light is the same word with little different vowels. Right. And right. so it's been mistranslated down till this day. Yeah. <laughs> but the point was he had beams of light shining from his face because he was so full of joy that now the potential is not just to be close to Hashem and fulfill His will, but even though because we are uh, not perfect, we have free choice, and we sometimes don't always choose to listen to the good. Um, so we could say that that his soul was a special soul that was in a higher level of understanding, that other souls yes, but, are were still ready to, was, to, to, to learn because he was the one yeah, that... But at that point, yes, yes. But at that point, Shoshana, what he brought was the potential for teshuvah, for repentance and forgiveness. Exactly. And even as he said what this month is called, Gula, of redemption, redemption, he brought that down from Mount Sinai the third time. Many other things, so we can't spend time tonight because I want to tell you about all the... Well, I don't know all. Anybody listening who has stories of miracles or very special things that happened to them in this month. Who did I just hear has the birthday in this month? Oh, the Uh, you know, the Friedrich Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe. Which was the sixth yeah. rabbit. Oh, yeah, you're giving it away. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're giving it away. Yes. But, and, uh, I think President Trump and then somebody else famous. Really? That's a birthday. Uh, oh, yeah. Who else? So, but we're saying... It's a month of opportunity. It's a month that shows that we, if we, if we make the wrong choices, and one of the, it's a gift from Hashem to have free choice. Mm-hmm. And therefore, what do you do when you're tempted not always to pick the right thing? What do you do? Are you finished forever? Not, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. 
All right. So this is one of the, right away, just from history, way back, we have this example before the Jews even got to Israel as a people the first time. Mm-hmm. Of course, we left, we left as a very small people, so 70, basically 70 souls, mm-hmm. the children of, of Yaakov, Jacob, and his uh, some of his children and grandchildren went down to Egypt, 70 souls. The right. real name of the book of Exodus yes. is not Exodus. It's called names. Right. Names are Shemot. Right. Shemot. Shemot. And when we left, we also knew our names. Mm-hmm. The names of the tribes that came from there. Okay, wait. Beautiful. So what are we fighting about? So right away, that alone is incredible. When you look at it this way, the potential for teshuva and to re- and fast and thankfulness. Right. And in spite of what we did, we were given the opportunity, the pathway to continue on our road to freedom, continue on our road for serving God and for being bringing the light and the goodness of godliness into the world. That's so beautiful. So but for happening? those who so didn't know, Baraka, let me just say, Teshuva, for those who don't understand, means, uh, you know, to, to repent, to, to really, what it really means is to go back to the origins of your essence. That's what really means that, and, yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, it's very good. And it could mean to turn around, Tashu, right. to turn around. Right, right, right. But take more. I learned this from Rabbi Yitzchak Ginsburg when mm-hmm. he came to speak in a little group in Crown Heights one time. Mm-hmm. And he showed us in English how there are Torah thoughts and the word repentance mm-hmm. is fascinating mm-hmm. because... When we will merit to see the complete redemption and the complete Yeshua, Amen. Amen. is when we, when we lift up the name of God so everyone understands how holy and how precious and the oneness of God. Right. right. And that is a special name of God that we're not even allowed to pronounce. Correct. But it has a good and a hey, and a vav, and a hey. And our job is to put in the latter hey, to return the wholeness of God's name through all our efforts and all these thousands of years in Gaulis, in, in exile. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so he said, what's the word repentance? Mm-hmm. Re, to do again. Mm-hmm. Pent is a number. What number is pent? Five. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is a hey. Mm-hmm. That's the letter A in Hebrew. Return the latter A, God's name. Very beautiful. Yeah, very beautiful. Okay, let's toss out a few numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to toss out a few numbers very quickly so we can wrap this up. Yes. And then if you want to hear more, we want to hear from you. What do you want to hear more of? And what miracles and special things happen so to you? So what are the, the special miracles in time? The first mm-hmm. one is the third of the month. Of course, for Chodesh, the, uh, the, when we enter the month, it's always a month of extra prayers. We take out the Torah and read about how God gave us the mitzvah to create the calendar. And Bracha, I want to add here, I want to add here, that uh, may, maybe many people don't know that Hashem uh, gave us a, a Jewish people a special bracha, a blessing that He makes us bless the month. He says that even though people don't understand, but He's asking the Jewish people to bless the month. And so when the month is going to come, uh, the Shabbat previous to the month that is coming, we go, uh, and everybody as a community blesses each month except one, but um, uh, all of them, and and then we ask for all the needs that the community or the Jewish people or the world needs, and that's a beautiful thing to to bless yeah. the month. That that's a gift that is given to us. To bless the month. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. To ask. But the commandment mm-hmm. to create the calendar. Exactly. And even though we don't create the weeks, no. that's always the same. Right. right. Uh, for, 
Right. Uh, uh, say in English, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, same everywhere in the world. You find me a culture that doesn't count the seven days and and the and or no, they're all seven. The, seven. Count mm-hmm. by the, but nevertheless, that was the missile we given when we left, and also because we acknowledge this is such a great new opportunity. Kodesh also has to do with the word new or renewable, right. and we want to renew ourselves inside and out and the world. Yes. But we'll go to the third of the month, where it was a tremendous miracle, and people see that when a miracle happens on a certain day, that preserves for all of history the potential for more miracles on that day. And, and just like on uh, on the ninth of Av, when the mm-hmm. temple was destroyed, and we're not mm-hmm. going to go into that whole story no, now, no, no. but mm-hmm. that is a very sad day, and not necessarily a day to go into court, or we certainly don't make a wedding. It's, it was considered a day devoted to... Um, sad memories to hoping that it will change around to forgiveness and rebuild the temple but it's a very sad time because Mm -hmm. the Jews went through a lot of suffering Mm -hmm. because of that Mm -hmm. in spite of the fact that all together we had the holy temple in Israel out of stone it was even uh, a temporary temple before then but uh, 410 and 420 years 830 years we actually had a temple was only 70 years in between the first and second. This is people don't realize how long we did. We weren't just hanging around in tents. We were creating. No, we had a we had a we had a city. We had a city, and, and we lived around the city. You know, a, a wild city. On the cities and other places, little towns. Right. But this was always the crown of 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 Israel. Right. Okay. So we have the third of Thomas, which yes. I will explain. Then we have the twelfth of Thomas, which was today. Mm-hmm. The 13th of Thomas, which we're entering in the evening now. Mm-hmm. The uh, I'm not done. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna, but those I'll concentrate on this and then let uh, Shoshana have um, a break. <laughs> no, no, we're <laughs> listening, but but we have to No, we have to we have to continue. I have to continue. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So the third of Thomas, the first great Yeshua that we know of, is that the Jews were about to enter Israel, and as an army had already defeated the whole of Jericho, Jericho. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about the walls came tumbling down, and they're about to enter, and they're fighting a battle with who it was, but it was in a place called Givon, mm-hmm. and they had to enter the mm-hmm. land of Canaan wasn't yet known publicly as the land of the Jewish people, the land of Israel. Mm-hmm. So, or the Holy Land, Eretz HaKodesh, or many ways to call it. Right, so... Um, and, they, and they were in the midst of a very fierce battle. Mm-hmm. And Yehoshua, Joshua, was mm-hmm. our leader after Moshe. Moshe appointed him, God told Moshe to appoint him. Mm-hmm. He had been close to Moshe through all his life. He hung around with Moshe. He didn't go up to the top of our Sinai, but he sure waited faithfully mm-hmm. for him to come the down. That could really and understand he was like raised, him. Right? Uh, raised on, uh, on Moshe's feet, you mm-hmm. know. But anyway, there he was, the first of our, of our prophets after Moses, mm-hmm. and bringing us into Israel, and we're having this fight in Gibbon, and we can't win, it's getting dark. They didn't going to light up the stadium, you know, lights and all. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have, what do they have today? See in the dark glasses or something? Night vision glasses? Right, right, right. No, they didn't have any Neon, neon, neon. And, yeah. and as we know, a full moon is on the 15th of every Jewish month. So it wasn't like a moon to light up the battlefield. And and and, and this is, it's so amazing. We just say it like words. He tells God, could you please just hold the sun up for a little while longer? Just a little bit longer. <laughs> and you know, like in the Ten Commandments movies, you know, he'll speak like a prophet. Yeah. Will thee do my will and hold up the Shemesh? Oh, I don't know how he spoke the to God. Sun, the sun, the sun, a little bit longer. 
and that it was documented, by the way, in all the world, even in, there is uh, cultures like in Mexico, uh, you know, where the, you know, where the indigenous, the Aztecs and the Maya have uh, also written down that the sun stood up uh, for a, a while, a whole day that was recorded at the time that Yeshua was asking Hashem to do that. So it's a, that's fascinating. And, we, and, and we very interesting, fortuitous uh, situation is that this, the Parsha of the Torah, mm. when uh, this happened, but it's not written in that Parsha. But it is the Parsha that we read in which there was a rebellion against Moshe and Aaron by a man named Korah. They named even the Parsha after this, right. this rascal. Um, and, and yet, and, and the last time that the Rebbe spoke on Shabbos, this Parsha, mm-hmm. and he spoke about the miracle of the sun stopping in its tracks right and and the rabbi you know calls this you know this tremendous miracle right. and and he says the rabbi asked two questions i have the whole uh, discussion which would take too long to explain yeah right now but yeah. other things the rabbi said about the parsh about the this chapter of the torah and all but mm-hmm. the Rebbe has two questions. Mm-hmm. And listen carefully to what he said way back in about 1990, I think. I can check the exact For those who question. don't know, the Rebbe was a, 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 a man, a rabbi from this generation, that has led us to understand deeping, deep concepts of what you would call Hasidut, and he is uh, a, a man that has uh, opened the eyes uh, of many Jewish people, and not only Jewish people, from all over oh, the yeah. world. So let's continue. So the Rebbe, he was Menachem Mendel Snearson. Um, speak about exactly, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. But uh, to speak about... How uh, the Rebbe is our leader, was our leader, uh, left us a trove of knowledge, an amount of books, tapes. And you were letters, saying that he had two um, things that, that he had to say library, about Tabbos. Uh, no there's no one in all of Jewish history who has so much in writing and um, also recording, sometimes speaking. But I'm here to tell you what the Rebbe said at this point, because he spoke always on Shabbos to his congregation. So there was two things there that he, yes. Mm -hmm. And he said, two questions. Mm -hmm. What does it mean he stopped the sun? Did the whole whole universe have to stop? Because there's a whole thing going on. Not just in the nine planets and the sun and some hold that the uh, that the earth goes around the sun, and others hold that the sun goes around the earth, and the Rebbe says it's a thing of relativity, like Einstein theory. I'm not going to answer that question. The question is, what happened? If the sun stops, does the whole entire universe, all of time has to stop, or what? And he didn't answer. He gave different possibilities, because the Rebbe was also a scientist, an engineer. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of medical knowledge, even though he would claim he didn't, and that he would help so many people with their health and everything. Um, But but he didn't give an answer. Mm -hmm. And the Second thing, although Rabbi Yitzchak Ginsburg said you can stop the sun, yes. you'll have to hear that class because okay. I am a music. I'm into music, okay. and I'm a music. But let's continue uh, what you were saying. You were saying, and what he said was, "You want to stop the sun? Yes. Sing." Wow. Now I got. We're going to let that hang there for a while. Wow. Rebbe did not give an answer exactly what happened, but we know, and it's fantastic that Shoshana brought in that around the world people know this event, so it affected 
Like like the flood, you have so many cultures who don't even have a written language, and they'll tell you about some time when there was this great flood, and it's very similar to the story of Noah. So these great events got trickled down and talked over for years by many, many people. So that was question one, and if anybody has an answer, I would love to hear, or a suggestion. And the second question, which is the thing that influences us now, where we're hanging on the thread, waiting for the appearance of whom we call Mashiach, the chosen king of the Jewish people, and of who will bring the wisdom and peace, the message of peace and love to the entire world. And uh, non-Jews sometimes use the word Messiah. In Hebrew, it's Mashiach, the chosen one or the redeemer. And um, so people have the concept, but the Jewish concept is that it's for the whole world. It's not just for this one or that one. Unless they say, look, we, we live here surrounded by people who just want us to destroy us. I don't think they're going to make it to Mashiach unless they quick repent. However, the second question, Shana, what's so so strong, and if we leave it like a hanging chat for next week, the Rebbe asked, from that time they won the battle, the sun stopped. They entered Canaan, the Canaanite land that soon became the Jewish land. The Canaanim given to live there rent free, and they grew. And they grew some big, uh, beautiful fruits and things. Right. They were also worshiping idols and even sacrificing their own children. And Rabbi uh, Nathan Goldman of blessed memory explained that that's one of the reasons. At that point, we could enter and take back the land because. They were making it into a place of impurity and idol worship and cruelty and things like that. Right. Every However, time, every time know, people say the, so, the special so thing invaded. about... Yeah, we didn't invade. We, right. we said, we gave them an announcement. Right. We said to the Kananim, if you want to keep the seven principles of right. universal faith that God gave to Noah. Right. And if you live like that, which would mean no idol worship and living decently and having nice family life and not being cruel and so on, if yeah. you keep these seven commandments, you can stay. Right. If not, you have to leave. Yeah. You have a choice to leave. And if they refuse and wanted to fight, that's what ended up a fight. However, what now? This is the I still didn't tell you the question. The question that the Rebbe asked is, and I may have this particular number wrong. I have to, I have I have the in a in a book in the other room the exact number. Okay. The Rebbe said, from the time the Jews entered the sunspot, they won the battle. They entered the land. From that time until they took the land almost completely, because as everybody knows, we're still fighting to keep it. Correct. Correct. It took 60, 60 years from the, a miracle like stopping the sun and winning against the enemy's want to keep us from even entering the land. It took 60 years for us to complete, maybe that's how much longer Joshua lived. I'm not sure. We don't know. I'm that. sorry that I uh, that we're always not exactly sure when we're doing these broadcasts. So next time I have to have all the notes right. In front all of the me. right, 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 right. So Bracha. But, so that but, that but the, we, didn't even, we didn't even get to what today is. But the question now, let that question hang. Take it in your heart. Take it in your mind. Write us a note to Shoshana's um, email suggesting what that question means to you, what that could mean in your life when you may have seen some special events in your life and yet you don't see the results for a very long time. You would think immediately, like when God took us out of Egypt, it took several months. We had these plagues and powers. Pharaoh said no, then he said yes, then he said no, and boom, we were out. We 
we weren't waiting 60 years. We were and out. So she came and said, I'm coming to take you out. God sent me. They went out. But not getting into Israel wasn't so easy. Correct. And there was years of battles. Battles. And, 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 we, and well, we still and we still are in, in that in that part of, of the battles. But the most important thing that you said about this month, just to wrap a little bit up because already we're we're, we're entering the, the last part of, of our program. So, uh, okay, is, so let is, me get to your base palace yes. very quickly. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. today. Um, but I want to say that you should Think about it. Correct. Something seems to be a big victory. Right. Like we won the Second World War. Right. Got rid of the Yamashimo right. Nazis. Exactly. We put a lot of them on trial, but it took at least like 40 years to catch Mengele. That well, but we got him. We got him. We got That's him. Right. Yes. Yeah, but look how long it took. And they don't know why. So the question is why. why? And now the why is from the time of the third of Thomas. When some people say the Rebbe had a Levaya, a funeral. Right. So we, he had all the elements that a Mashiach is supposed to have, bringing the Jews close to God, spreading goodness and kindness throughout the world, spreading representatives everywhere who are out there helping not just Jews, the world. Helping everybody. The they're world. in China, they're in mm -hmm. Cambodia, they're in every place you can practically think of. Chabad in the Congo, yes. in Beijing, in the middle of everything. They say where there's Coca-Cola, there's Chabad. <laughs> now, There you go. So, okay. So, I want this to be the question hanging in the air. Correct. We had our Rebbe spreading the, the truth and the beauty of and the goodness of Torah, our um, heritage from 3,333 years that was in writing, but it was with us in oral customs and everything before from the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. and, and we said, okay. And the Rebbe even said, I'm telling you as a prophecy, now is the time of your redemption, and we're waiting. Now, you look in your life and find a lot of areas and in our life in Israel and say, the redemption is here. There are always miraculous things happening. Correct. Miraculous. Now, let's not talk about the plague because that's a political. No, no, we're, not, we're not going to talk about the plague, but it, but it was, no, it was created no, for a purpose. Have, it was created for a purpose. Yes. Mm -hmm. which is only a little bit more difficult form of original virus. It's not a new virus. It's just changed form. Now, you have to ask the doctors. Yeah. I have. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. she got better using the, what do you call, oxychloro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, there, some people follow the protocol of Dr. Selenko that if you're interested in later, yeah. you can look it up. But anyhow, coming and almost to the end, Bracha, we have... Okay, Bracha. And also time. All over the world now, right? That's right. That's There's people who be listening to me mm -hmm. in the Himalayas. They could be listening to me and to Shoshana and me in, in uh, Germany, in Israel, in the United States, in Belgium, all over, wherever we can be reached. 
uh, this is the also a miraculous thing, right? And uh, so this. All the Jewish education that, thank God, I was able to grab up for myself and have a family tradition. For Jews who, who, who don't know and they don't understand, it seemed like everything's so hard for us. But do you realize we've come from 3,000 years and kicked out of our land more than once? And we're not only back, this is an incredible culture development, economy, and they keep trying to knock us down, and we're back up again. That's so that's that's why we're getting better and better at it. The people still didn't understand. <laughs> they still don't yeah, understand no, what it's all about. But it's okay, you know. We we you know they 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 have a job to do, and we have also a job to do, which is grow each time more stronger and stronger and with this bracha we're going to say that this is the end of the program to be con uh, we have to okay yeah because we have five minutes to go now mm-hmm. he was arrested by the Soviets mm-hmm. imprisoned Tortured, mm-hmm. uh, sentenced to death for treason, and what was his treason? Get teaching Judaism to Jews in Russia, exactly. and I know that the Rebbe stood up and said, "In your constitution, the Russian constitution, right. it says freedom of religion." Exactly. But they didn't. Have, so he wouldn't. Didn't name one name. Yes. But first, they commuted his sentence mm-hmm. from. Death to life, but exile. That day, that that his death sentence was commuted, was the third of Thomas, the day Yehoshua stopped. Wow. Now, but then the Hasidim, it's not a famous day up until now with the Hasidim, because they said they're going to send our Rebbe into exile. We need him. We need his guidance. We need his presence. And exile could be suffering and death for him also. No food, no this, in the cold, in the wasteland. And yet, nine days later, the exile, which he was on his way out to exile, was turned around to, you may now leave Russia. And come to, to and go to America. Out and don't come back. So, of course, the Russian people today are laughing when they hear that. Great, because how many years did the Iron Curtain not allow Jews or anybody to leave? So he was told to He took all the books he could with him, and he took one of his three special daughters and his wife, and they went first to Poland. That was 1927. It was also that day of liberation for the Friedrich Rebbe when he was told, no, no. You don't have to go into exile. See, the third he was changed from death to life. On the 12th, he was told, no exile, but you have to go. Of course, that's not death. And he didn't have much time to get him to set the whole thing together. Oh, get to you, exactly. And we get uh, Shoshana help me move out of my house without a threat from the (laughs) Soviet Union. And she imagined they went through. Well, but, but but you know, it was either we left we left uh, Mitzrayim or we left Mitzrayim. So I had to give the little push. So she, you know, so Bracha uh, beautifully arrived safe and sound. Beautiful. But anyway, that's, no, that's not the thing here. The thing no. here is that he didn't actually go out of the prison till the next day because of some kind of paperwork. Mm-hmm. And they came to the Priyadikareba who was a, so simply a giant of a man. If you read his writings, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I thank God to have an English for me to decipher. It's incredible. And um, and uh, the Rebbe, the Lamech Rebbe Menachem Mendel regarded him as his whole as his Rebbe, he always spoke, this is the Rebbe, this is the Nasti Hador, the prince mm-hmm. of the whole generation. Mm-hmm. But here, the prince of, the, of that, uh, Friedrich Rebbe regarded the Rebbe as his most precious 
disciple, I have a picture in my living room of them holding hands when the Rebbe was young. It is so touching beautiful. to see the bomb. Beautiful, the beautiful. beautiful. Bomb. So, yeah, so what, what, what Bracha is trying to... Yes, yeah, Bracha. And they said, stand up and hear the declaration for the Soviet government. And he refused to stand up because he said, and this he told us later, and the two more things I must tell you. He told us, uh, he, he told us later in his writings that when they arrested him, he said in his mind that no matter what happens, he's not giving in to them. He is not showing them any honor and respect. And this, oh, the stories yeah. what they did to him, that what they did to him, how he stood up against them is incredible. Incredible. However, it was also, it was also his birthday. Wow, wow. And so his, his entrance into this world and his liberation from Egypt was uh, from the same day. Was yeah. the same day. Now, Beautiful. Also, today was my father, in blessed memory, a uh, yard site. So to me, may his neshama have an aliyah. Amen. But he was another thing else. I'm trying to tell you that these days are called auspicious days yeah. when you see miracles happening on them. And God forbid, it could be the opposite. Right. But on this, but on this day, in 1976, July 4th, where in America was celebrating 200 years of the establishment, establishing, of, establishing of, the of, of, of the United of, States, the Declaration, declaration yeah. of Independence, and yes. so, yeah. with inspiration, actually came from the Torah and the fact that you could find freedom was a new yes. thing. That's what the Jews showed the world. Yes. You could have freedom. Every, slavery was everywhere. Correct. But yes. the Jews, they, what God did was to show the world that he wanted people to choose freedom, responsible freedom. Well, that's what However, we have to also be very careful these days. That day, yes. that day 1976, 200 years, July 4th of the United States, was 12th of Thomas. Wow. Today. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. No coincidence. No coincidence. But you know, Shoshana, what happened on that day? Awesome. In 1976, 200 years, came in these terrorists, hijacked an Air France plane to Uganda. Right. And you know that was Entebbe. Oh, Entebbe, yeah, that's correct. Oh, it's interesting that you're saying this. They let all the non-Jews go, and there were about 350 Jews still. And the Israelis did what it is could bring liberation for us all together in the world. Correct. It was impossible. How are we going to save these Jews? They're sitting ducks, and they're being told that being held machine guns on them, stay in the airport in the middle of an African country. And how are we going to, how can we save them? And they devised the most miraculous method that is impossible for it to work. I heard since I'm here in a, a film about it, yeah. And uh, at the end, uh, a man came up and spoke in person that he was one of the pilots wow. that helped to get them out. And the kind of flying, it just can't even be done. Yeah. They're flying these gigantic um, carriers of what do you call, uh, not luggage, what's the word? They carry cargo, uh, cargo, cargo, cargo. Mm -hmm. These gigantic cargo planes, and they mm -hmm. painted them black with something, and they're flying very low under the radar. They had to get permission still from certain countries to fly over because if you want to get shot down before you're going to go save your Jewish people. It, it is incredible, and it. Was And when I heard that all these Jews were being held there in Uganda, I'm sitting in my little apartment in Brooklyn, yeah. New York, and I looked at the Jewish calendar and I said, today is Yudbeis Thomas. Mm. It's hope. Mm. 
amazing. So there's hope. And a lot of people don't even realize it, but I must give an example of this idea of mazal, of a special auspicious Masal time. Mazal means like I the... the, the, the or we'll listen and we'll, and we'll come and tell us, you know, on that day, I, I, I was crossing an intersection and God forbid a car almost hit me and didn't hit me. Whatever happened, Let each person know. may have a miracle in their life to tell about. Beautiful. On the 12th of Thomas, on the 13th of Thomas, Which is on the 17th tonight. of Thomas, on the yes, or the 3rd of Thomas, or yeah. another day. In Thomas. It was entitled by the Hasidim, it is called the month of redemption. Beautiful, so beautiful. The fact that the first thing people hear, what's happening in Thomas? A fast day. Moses brought the Ten Commandments. The Jews fell. Oh, they were worshiping idols. How could they do such a thing after God took them out of beautiful. Egypt and all the miracles? Beautiful. And the beautiful. final word I have here is those people who doubt. We 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 say. We received the Torah at Mount Sinai. There were millions of witnesses yes. and then millions of Jews and individuals who were not coming as a nation, coming as individuals. Mm -hmm. That it says even that all our souls were there, even the people who are here today, the souls of every Jew that would ever live were there. That's right. And, and we heard God's voice in person. So and we should not forget so that. When you have that many witnesses, you have to say that was history. Thanks. But just in case you want to make up some reason why you can't accept it, one thing that's very interesting is how many times in the Torah does it tell something about the Jews that isn't very nice? That says we fell and we worshipped an idol, or we complained to Moshe that we didn't have water, or we complained we didn't have meat, right. or we complained that we wanted that, to go back or to to our nice comfortable houses. Yeah, Pharaoh's coming after us. We might as well escape slaves. And one complaint after complaint after complaint. And this is we can also accept. It's true because it doesn't paint us as some kind of perfect people. Yeah, right. No, actually, it, it paints us like like a human being really is. The struggles that 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 we go through, right? That we're not right, perfect. Because, we, because it's a gift God gave us, and it is called free choice. Exactly. And some people have asked me, "What do we need it for? <laughs> what do we need this free choice? It only we gets us in trouble." <laughs> well, first of all, when we have a temptation to do wrong and we do right, it's much more, a much more great accomplishment. Excuse my grammar there. It is a much greater accomplishment yeah. Yeah. than if it's just doing it because, uh, because you don't even think otherwise. You just do it. You're a puppet then. Right. And we, yeah. in today's world, we have to be very aware not to fall into that. Anyhow, anyhow, it's already an hour of a beautiful, beautiful talk with uh, Bracha. Thank you, Bracha. We'll continue this in another program. Again, we have uh, Girls Must Talk uh, at gmail.com. And please, any questions or any remarks that you want to say or any, any uh, stories that you have, that have to do with the uh, Tamus, Gimel Tamus, or any type of the dates that Braha told us, please write us. We will be listening and expecting beautiful stories. We're going to say good evening, good night, and good morning. We'll wait, and thank we'll, you, thank you, you Braha, for everything, and we'll see thank you in the next program. Thank you very much. Okay.